Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. We are live for our episode nine recap. Already on episode nine, you know, time flies. I, as always, am your host, Dylan Bird, along with my co-host, Ryan Winthrop. Ryan, wild episode tonight, classic double elimination episode where we had, you know, the tribe, the merge tribe split up at the immunity challenge, something we've been seeing frequently. And it definitely led to some intriguing and very in-depth good gameplay, um, something that I felt this group had potential with and something that I felt like we've been waiting for all season, especially with all these advantages in play. And, you know, we got to see a glimpse of it tonight. So what's up, Ryan? I learned a couple things tonight, Dylan. Number one, this cast is uh, brutally honest with each other, sometimes to a fault. Like the amount of things they ask each other is sometimes even ridiculous. Number two, I learned that Survivor is indeed like a roller coaster where you might die. And the third thing I learned is that we finally figure out from these tribal councils uh, who is who in the zoo. So, <laughs> Look, that was a great line from Deshaun. I uh, got to give him credit there. Um, now, the thing with this week is, you know, we have Evie and Nasir go home in this episode. Uh, one player who I thought, me and you both thought, had winning potential. And the other player who was not only incredibly entertaining, but also had an idol in his possession. So a uh, score one for all the people that want the advantages out of the game. Another idol has left the game tonight uh, with Nasir going home. So congratulations to all those people who were all worried about, you know, possibly a Suri thing happening once again down the line. Um, looks like we may be headed to a point where that will not happen. So that's good. Um, but look. There's a definitely a lot to talk about tonight. Um, the gameplay was so in-depth that me and you were texting even after the episode because we could not figure out what had just happened, why things were happening. Um, but like always, we're here to figure that out. And so if you're listening right now, we're going to go in-depth on everything. Now, before we get into it, be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod, Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, um, links in the description below. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review on Apple. That really helps us out. And now let's get right into it, Ryan. So Evie and Nasir voted out. Um, what was your general thoughts on the vote outs? Um, we could start with uh, you know, the Nasir side first because they went first, and then we'll move to Evie. Do you think these were the right moves, or do you think that you know the tribes made a fault made a mistake here? Yeah, no, first things first, I do think this was a really fun episode. I mean, this, again, reminds me of when they did this back in Ghost Island, and I'm pretty sure they did this also in uh, Island of the Idols as well. I think when you split up the tribes into two, so you, you split up the merged tribe into two and say two people are going to go home in two separate tribal councils, I think I actually prefer this more than the whole, like, Malcolm thing where, you know, both two tribes go together to tribal. Um, I, I think this is a fun way of doing it, and I loved kind of, like, the storytelling element where you hear both groups talking about what might happen on the other beach as well, so that was very, very interesting. Um, in terms of your first question, uh, was this the right move to get rid of Nasir from whose perspective? Um, I, I mean, obviously, it was the right move for Erica and Heather because they were at risk of being split up themselves because they're a tight duo. So for them, it was the right move to get rid of Nasir. As for Shannon Ricard, you know, Nasir is somebody who I think you would agree. The, the longer he gets into this game, the more dangerous he gets. He's obviously very physical. He can do well at a lot of challenges. He has an idol. And I think like Deshaun said, or maybe Danny said this last week, the further you let Nasir get with his idol, the more he'll be paying attention to, okay, I have to play it tonight. I have to play it if you do it earlier and you time it perfectly, like at the final 10, as we saw tonight, he's not going to see it coming, especially when Heather was seemed like such a layup. 
So I do think it made sense for uh, Shannon Ricard because there are a couple of other shields potentially in the game. Yeah, I think that it made sense for everybody not named Miss Seer to get this done tonight, and I'll explain why. Mm-hmm. So obviously Heather and Erica, this was a no-brainer. But then, you know, and I don't have to get into why that was a no-brainer. Um, I think Ricard obviously had a huge episode tonight. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is kind of obvious um, from a viewer's perspective, but also um, he did some things tonight that I thought were masterful. Um, and, and he did something that nobody has managed to do successfully, and that is make his opinion heard by Shan and get his way. Um, so I think that you know, in Nasir, um, he kind of gets what he wants done. So that's a huge win for him. Um, Shan, I ultimately think it's better for Shan to have Nasir not in the game because Nasir, as we've seen, complete wild card, very entertaining, but complete wild card. Could easily flip flop any way, any any way he wants. Could just decide I'm going to play the idol and get out Shan or a card one time. I don't think he had a major allegiance to them, even though he made it seem like he did. Um, so I think it was a good move for both of them to ultimately get him out. Ricard had a phenomenal episode. Like I said, not only did he get what he wanted done, um, he they played the extra vote tonight. Um, and they had Shan split the vote on her extra vote between Nasir and Heather, which led to a 3-3 tie in the vote, ultimately a re-vote where everybody voted for Nasir. Um, and everyone was questioning, me, you, all my friends that were watching, everyone was saying, and I'm sure if you're watching this, you could be uh, wondering, why didn't Nasir, uh, why did Ricard and Shan play the extra vote um, if they could have just voted them out? And honestly, I thought it was incredibly stupid to... Uh, to flush the or I should not I shouldn't say flush I thought it was incredibly stupid to use the extra vote until people brought up the reason why they use the extra vote and this is another reason why I want to shout out Ricard if you do the math here and you say okay you say assume that let, let's take a world that they don't use the extra vote and there are five votes in play let's just say that uh Ricard and Shan both vote for Nasir um Nasir votes for Heather then theoretically Erica and Heather could have just done their own thing and voted for either Ricard or Shan and then it would have been a 2-2-1 vote where it would have gone to a revote between Heather and um Shan and Ricard Shan or Ricard whoever got their two votes so basically they would have went to a revote and you know you never know if a guy like Nasir, who's such a wild card, could have just changed his mind in the last moment and been like, okay, uh, I have an opportunity to actually just blindside them right now. Like, you know, I didn't think I should do that before, but maybe I'm just going to do it and the revote. And they would have easily, and they could have easily got rid of Shan and Shan and or Shan or Ricard. So even though Erica and Heather were not planning on doing this, even though Erica and Heather, I'm not even sure this even crossed their mind. I'm not even sure if they knew that this was possible. Um, it was a brilliant insurance play for Ricard to even consider doing that because this way he guaranteed by them putting the extra third vote on, on Heather that she was getting three votes no matter what. And one of them could not be on the chopping block. So just wanted to clear that up, Ryan, thank you for helping me figure that out. If you have anything you want to add, feel free to, but I just wanted to lay that out for everybody who's wondering the same question that we were wondering. Yeah. I mean, it's a question that we were all asking, you know, I myself thought it was, a bit peculiar to split her split uh, her extra vote in the way that she did. Um, 
But I think what you said that we kind of figured out together along with, you know, our friends and other people online, I think it makes sense where it's a five person tribe. So it, a lot of really weird things can happen with those small numbers and you really aren't safe when it's that small. You can kind of hide in a bigger group. And if Herica, Herica, oh, okay, that's <laughs> good line name. If uh, Heather and Erica decide to um, pull a fast one on Shannon Ricard and they say to themselves, okay, well, assuming this year plays is idle and we all vote for Nasir, if, if, if we can convince Shannon Ricard to do that, they're a tight duo. If we put our votes on them, we can break up Shannon Ricard. And I guess what you, what you were saying there was Shannon Ricard wanted to prevent that from any means possible. So they said to themselves, okay, if we can just get another vote on Heather, because we know Nasir is going to vote Heather, that guarantees at least two votes on her. So even if the girls vote for us, we are at a two-two tie, and then we have the numbers then to get rid of, um, to get rid of them. So I think that's why Shan did what he did. Because at first glance, you would say, oh, if you want uh, Nasir gone that badly, just put both your votes on him. I think this is a really interesting way to use the extra vote because I think we've seen a couple times in Survivor. The extra vote doesn't really work. I'm not going to spoil who's used it and who hasn't to, to not ruin other seasons, but it doesn't usually get played correctly. And the person who uses it sometimes goes home. So I think this was, was a very interesting way that they tried to um, make this move happen. Yeah, it definitely was interesting. Shout out to my friend, Brett, who uh, kind of got this idea churning in my head. He's in the comments right now and absolutely loving records gameplay. Um, but anyway, uh, to move on with this episode, um, and I guess we'll now talk about the second vote out, which was Evie, and talk about was that the right move? Who was it the right move for? Who wasn't it the right move for? Um, you know, we lost obviously a huge power player in this game in Evie, somebody that we yeah. both thought had winner potential. You texted me early in the season, you said I early in early in this episode, I should say, and you said Evie is either going home tonight because of the airtime she's getting, or she's winning the game. Like that yeah. was basically the point you thought. Either about. or, nothing in between. Um, Evie, um, yeah, and as soon as they split up those tribes to what to the five and five that it was, I was like, oh, you know, it's an absolute killer to see one of those one of those five go. Um, it ends up being Evie tonight, and if we were to show you those five um, separated, you probably would have said, well, if Xander wins immunity, Evie's the one that's going to go home. Um, and I think that you know Deshaun and Danny played this brilliantly. Um, obviously this is not exactly ideal for Xander. The fact that he has Evie who presumably is his number one right now going home. But he even says, you know, in this episode, he goes, me and Evie have had a bumpy road. He's like, I'm not really sure. So I think that Deshaun played this perfectly because he planted the seed in Xander's head at the tribal council a few episodes ago that passed that, you know, Evie was kind of, you know, doing her own thing, you know, told him about Xander's idol. And now, um, uh, so he planted that seed enough to the point where, Xander did not trust Evie enough to give away his idol to her. So definitely um, huge for, you know, Deshaun there planning in advance. Um, Deshaun ends up voting Evie, which I think was the right move because Liana will still think that Deshaun is with her, even though Deshaun may not be, may not want to be with Liana long-term. So I think, you know, Deshaun plays this perfectly. Danny being right there as well. Danny, good job on him on trying to convince, you know, obviously Xander didn't end up voting. Um, Xander didn't end up voting for evie like danny wanted him to but danny you were able to see by the faces he was making he did not want liana going home obviously i you pointed out the faces he was making um so i i have to think that danny was a major reason why um why deshaun ended up voting for evie and not liana so 
uh, props off to Danny because I think that they made the right move there. Obviously good for Liana that Evie goes home as Evie was somebody that wanted her out. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. Um, what do you have to say, Ryan, about this? So yeah, I mean, this was pretty interesting. Uh, actually, it was pretty. It was actually really interesting because when I saw the votes were three two to get rid of um, Evie, I actually thought there was a a, a chance that Deshaun voted with Evie and Xander voted with Danny and Liana to get rid of Evie because I know earlier in the episode they were teasing, okay, Deshaun and Evie, yeah, they may have been gunning for each other at the Sydney vote out, but now they want to work together. They're they're mending fences. Uh, they. They were working together. Deshaun wants to maybe weaken Chance, so maybe he can get rid of Liana. Um, but then I was thinking to myself, and then obviously they, re- they revealed uh, on, on the uh, on the uh, credits that it was Xander who stayed loyal to Evie and didn't give them uh, the idol, but still voted with Evie. I guess Deshaun doesn't do that, and I think this makes sense to answer your other question because if Deshaun and Danny are on opposite pages, and, De- and Danny's like, "Dude, I think we gotta get rid of Evie. Liana's our girl." We, we want to stick together. I think Deshaun doing that would really hurt his relationship with Danny. And they seem very, very tight. And I think Deshaun and Danny know, know that they need each other in the game. So I think that's one of the main reasons why Deshaun didn't want to do that. And, you know, I, I do think that Deshaun is also smart enough to know that, yeah, Xander and Evie have had some of their differences, but they easily could always team back up if they have to. So if Deshaun eventually wants to get rid of Xander, then keeping Evie around only makes Xander a bit stronger. But you know what? I, I do think that this was very interesting because, like you pointed out, not to repeat what you were saying, but Xander had to keep his idol and not save Evie for two reasons. Even though he, he, he did stay loyal, he didn't get rid of Evie. He voted out Evie. But, um, and I'm sorry, no, no. He stayed, sorry, he stayed loyal to Evie. He didn't give Evie the idol. Sorry. Right. Um, the two main reasons that you were saying were, A, Xander's obviously... One of, if not the biggest threat in this game, because of his immunity threats, he pulled the fake idol move against Liana. And then if he saved Evie tonight, he is the biggest power player in the game. And if he loses immunity next week, he's going to be going home no matter what. So he thought to himself, I have to keep my idol so I can be safe in case I lose immunity, which could very well happen next week. Um, I would not be surprised to predict right now that Xander will lose immunity, but play his idol. I could see that happening easily. Um, and then the second reason that you were saying as well is that um, it's got to be on Xander's mind that Evie told Deshaun something in confidence that she should not have told him. She should not have told Deshaun that Xander had an idol. That really seemed to shock Xander, and some of that trust was definitely lost. So I think the main reason was to keep himself safe, but I would not be surprised if that also had a uh, factor in it. Yeah, uh, I do want to point out, I do think Xander made the correct move to keep his idol because... If you look at Xander's place in the game, him and, him and Evie are at the absolute bottom. So he uses that for Evie. They're both safe in the short term, but one of them is going to go home next week. And it probably would have been him because they probably would have seen him as a bigger threat. So if he had lost immunity, and does he say, does Xander still have an extra vote? Do we know that? Yes. I believe so, he does. Yeah. As of right now, I think, the, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the current advantages in the game are. Shan has an idol because they burn the extra vote. So Shan has an idol. The seer is gone. I, and Xander has his idol and an extra vote. So right. th- th- that's it. Shan has the idol. Xander has an idol and an extra vote. And then everybody left has their shot in, shot in the dark, which I also want to get into in a second as well. Right. So Xander need to keep his idol because now... Okay, so so he fit, you know, again, like I said, he would have been at the bottom anyway. Um, now he's just at the bottom. Now he's still at the bottom, but he has an idol with it with him. So 
theoretically he could be guaranteed final seven um as as instead of being vulnerable next week and then you know you never know he's a great immunity challenge guy if he wins next week um then you know all of a sudden he's looking at final six and then you have an extra vote that you could use in a possible three three tie and then you can move yourself to the final five so he needs to worry about himself at this moment not evie who clearly is kind of willing to go against him at some point so um good move by xander not to use the idol on evie i think it was brilliant now another thing i want to mention here is that deshaun and danny are in in my opinion the perfect spot in this game exactly where you want to be and a lot of people may look at the coming attraction for next week where they were all like oh deshaun did this deshaun did that they could say all what they want about deshaun and danny but the truth is that they're in the middle and they're not, it, 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 it appears that everyone is not gunning for them. Everyone's going to be going to them for their vote because think about it right now. You have Liana, you have Shan and you have Ricard, you have those three. And then you have Erica and then you have Heather um, and Xander. And then you have that that's three and three. And then you have Danny and Deshaun in the middle who are going to vote together. Um, it would theoretically make sense for, uh, Erica and Heather to work with Xander since they're all on the bottom. And then Danny and Deshaun could easily go over to those and they could form a five to vote out either Shan um, or if they don't want to vote out Shan because she has an idol, they could vote out Liana or they could vote out Ricard. Um, and I think that, that they're in the absolute perfect spot. If you want to get a little bit more into that two-person dyna two dynamic of Danny and Deshaun, I think Danny is playing it brilliantly. Danny is pulling a Jeremy. He's surrounding himself with the most powerful players in the game. And nobody cares that this guy used to be in the NFL. This guy is possibly the most physically, probably the most physically fit player on the trot on the, on the entire, you know, season. If they have some kind of physical, you know, um, like ultra physical immunity challenge or any immunity challenge, he's a match. So I think that Danny is kind of doing a great job of keeping the target off him. He's kind of letting Deshaun be the guy who is quote unquote, lying behind people's backs, um, stuff like that. And nobody is bringing up Danny's name right now. So um, I think Danny's playing a great game. I think Deshaun has obviously positioned them in a perfect spot um, with his social strategy. So, um, you know, shout out to shout out to both of them. I'm sorry. I, uh, this is a little embarrassing. This hasn't happened in a long time. I have a uh, slight nosebleed situation, <laughs> which I I'm a little shocked about by this. Um, we will power through it. Let me yeah, know. I, I, might need, I might need to go off camera for a little bit. Um, but just really quickly to answer your question, then I'll, I'll pass it back to you. Yeah, if you need to feel, go, go off camera, feel free. No, I'm fine. I'm fine for now. I think the main thing that I wanted to say was, A, um, I half agree with you. I think that Danny is the best positioned in the game. Deshaun is, but we see from the preview next week that Shan and Ricard may want to target Deshaun. I don't think it's going to work. Deshaun clearly wants to get rid of Shan, but now Ricard's name is kind of being on the rise. The, the biggest takeaway of all this is that I don't think Danny's name has been said once. Danny's name has not been written down. The only people's names that have not been written down at all this season so far is Shan. I think because Shan has all these advantages, that's maybe why people are afraid to vote her. Uh, Danny has not been written down yet. Uh, and I think the only other person to not have their name written down has been Erica because other Erica has kind of been safe two out, out of these last three votes with the hourglass. And then now with immunity, she was vulnerable last week. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think everybody else has at least one vote cast against him this season. So I think that Danny's in the best spot. Like you said, you can compare him to Jeremy maybe, but clearly he's a very physical guy and he, he's not being brought up at all. He's doing something right to put shields around him. And I, 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 I need to go back and look at his pregame interviews again. 
but I want to say, oh yeah, I'll pass it back to you. But I think I want to say that I think Danny said he wanted to redefine what a threat was in this game in his pregame interviews because he's like, because he's like, oh, people think a big strong guy, but I mean, big strong guys aren't going to win these balancing challenges. They're, they're not going to win the puzzles. I want to redefine what a threat is. So, okay, funny you say that because yeah. I was going to go and read something directly from that yeah. pregame interview. So one thing that Danny did say is he compared himself to Ben. Let me just say on on. Let me just say right away. Danny is not Ben, and I don't even think it's close. So uh, I think I think he's 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 not anything like Ben, actually. So it is funny that he said that. But the thing that really stood out, and I want to point out that Danny tweeted this two days ago. He said, "I'll just leave." His tweet was, "I'll just leave this here. We'll see how it plays out." Okay. The question to Danny in pregame press was, "What's your current game plan for when you touch down on the beach?" He said, "Quote: My current game plan is to find an idol and change perception." of what a threat is in the game. I'm exactly, probably yeah. I'm probably one of the more physical looking guys out on the island. So, and he put this he put this in brackets as if this is what we want, you know, us to look at as, you know, the people reading his tweet. He said, "Quote, so I'm going to try to make sure that people know that the physical threat isn't the person you should be worried about. It's the people that are good with at puzzles, the people who have a strong social game. There are no individual challenges where if you run faster, jump high, it makes you yeah, an automatic winner. The exactly. game doesn't work that way. So, mm-hmm. and this, and he is executing his pregame pregame plan to an absolute T, and it is absolutely brilliant to watch. He has surrounded himself with the strongest mm-hmm. social player in the game. In in my opinion, is Deshaun right now. Probably the second, and probably the two other most you know biggest threats in Shannon Liana right now. Um, he's completely surrounded that sur- surrounded himself with them. The attention is going to be completely on Shan. The attention is going to be completely on Deshaun. No one is talking about Danny right now. And all of a sudden, Danny gets to the final six. And you know what? Maybe he wins an immunity challenge in a couple in a row. He gets to the final three. No one dislikes him at all. Everyone seems to, you know, be in a good spot. And here's where, once he gets to the final immunity challenge, he could, you know, explain exactly what he told us in pregame press and been like, I had to surround myself with all these people to show that they were the threats and not me. If he basically explains that he played a Jeremy type game, I think it's a path for him to win. So I think Danny's playing a brilliant game. And and on the other side of things, even though it seems like they're in the same alliance, I think they're kind of on the other side. Ricard is playing almost the same exact game, but in a different way. He is not somebody that is physical threat, physically threatening, but at the same time, he's keeping his threat level low. Um, the you know the only person that really sees him as any kind of a threat is Shan, but Shan is working with him right now, at least you know for for right now at least. Um, so nobody is seeing Ricard as a as a threat. No one is seeing that Ricard. It was Ricard's idea to use the extra vote. Everyone's like, oh, it's Shan's extra vote. She used the extra vote, not mm-hmm. Ricard. He is perfectly you know putting himself next to Shan. And flying under the radar, I think you know it's it's not impossible to see you know these players like Ricard and Danny kind of go to the end. These are people that don't have advantages, so nobody's seeing them as a threat. Um, and they're people that if they find an advantage late, they can really use it to flip the game because they they you know the numbers get smaller as you get have advantages. The more the game goes on, the more powerful they become. So I just want to shout out Danny and uh, not Dan, uh, yeah Danny and Ricard who are playing very similar games, but kind of in for different reasons. Um, in different ways and but you know um, both have been incredible to watch I think that there are a lot of really good players still left on this season and I think that the cast is you know really good I think that the gameplay is kind of you know ramping up every single week I think the season is getting better each week as well 
Yeah, and that's what a couple people were saying in the comments. Like, there's a there's a bunch of people that are still in contention. I mean, I think that to be, and you can say this about about a, a bunch of Survivor seasons. I don't think anyone at this point is drawing dead. I mean, other than Heather, I think I think you could say Heather at this point, unless Heather did something that we don't expect. If Heather gets to the end, I don't think Heather's going to win. Everybody else, I'm going to think think through my, through my, my mind. They could have a case to make. Like I, again, I think Dan. You're right. Danny makes it to the end of this game. Danny's winning. I, I don't think you can let Danny get to the end and then not give him the money because he clearly would have earned it. I think if Deshaun gets there, and I, and I guess it, it does depend on who you get there with. But Deshaun could easily win. I think, like you're saying, Ricard got a lot of visibility spike and a lot of strategic spike. I think he could win this game, even though Shan's been kind of getting on people's nerves lately. I think if Shan turns it around, she could win. I could if if Liana is the one to take out Xander, I could see Liana maybe winning. Like almost everyone in this game, maybe not Heather and Erica, almost anyone else can still win, which is the mark of a great season. It's like the great seasons are the ones where many people can win. It's the bad seasons where, okay, it's the final eight, and I, I know who the winner is. The winner is still like right there. And it's interesting because a lot of people have been making I've seen comparisons, I'm not sure if you've seen this. Some mm-hmm. people have been making comparisons between Deshaun and Danny to a Dom and Wendell potentially. Ooh, two okay. people that know that they have to play together in order to possibly win, two people that would be willing to go with each other to make an argument for why they should win. Um I'm just gonna throw it out there. Who knows if it's gonna happen, but I'm interested to see if it does happen. I think Deshaun would much more willing to bring a Danny to the end with him um, where he could, you know, vouch that he was the one behind the ideas um, and have that person sitting next to him that was with him on the ideas, then maybe go up against a Shan or a Ricard where they kind of have conflicting viewpoints and they're pitching different things. So I think that's, that's, that's definitely something to keep in mind. I think that they're, they're both would be content of uh, going to the end together. And there's been nothing to lead me to thinking that thinking anything differently, honestly. Yeah, so before we go through the episode, as we always do, I know I know that we just kind of spent a lot of time on travel councils because there was a lot there since there was yeah. two of them. Before we go through the episode, were you surprised at all um, that there were no shots in the dark played? Because now we're at the final eight, and everyone in the game still has their shots because the only one to use their shot is Sydney, and she left. Um, I need to get clarification either from the chat or from Twitter, but did, did, did they confirm when is the last time you can use your shot in the dark? Is it final six? It's a it, must be, it must be six, six um, or five. It, it can't be past six or five. So it, my, my guess is six because it's one, okay, is, right. one of six. My other thing is that to theoretically tonight, um, I don't think that either of them were in the opportunity to use a shot in the dark simply because you have to give your vote away. So Evie thought, so the, and it was five and five. So it makes it for three. I'm kind of wondering if they purposely did this, um, purposely purposely did a five five split here with a double elimination because it makes it a three two possibly and this way it makes it so hard to use this to use the shot in the dark because you'd be giving up your vote in what's a five person situation where yeah, that's that's so risky to do in a five person right. group which so is probably for, why so what if what if deshaun was actually with heavy and she still played the shot in the dark and after she gave up her vote and now it's a two two split and now you screw yourself over if you're nasir um you're expecting it to be a three, two vote. So why would you, if you're expecting a three, two vote, why would you use a shot in the dark? Um, plus he had no idea that he was going home. The only thing it was I really to, heavy type thing. The only thing that I had to say, and again, granted, I might be thinking too much about this. And Nasir clearly Nasir was very confident tonight. Nasir didn't play his idol. He, the classic blindsided with nine idol in your pockets. If he was in danger and he felt that he was in danger, he would have played it. Um, I feel like, 
and Nasir probably was not thinking this deeply. To me, that whole tribal was the was the classic. Oh, it's me. It's the boohoo. It's me. I'm going home. This this is this is my eulogy. Like like it's kind of like oh, I'm gone. It's a foregone conclusion. So I'm wondering if this if I'm if I'm Nasir. And it's so clear Heather's going home. I'm not going home. I have the idol. Heather is clearly going to go home tonight. If it's clearly you, isn't that like the definition of I don't have an idol. I want to roll a shot in the dark to try to save myself with a one in six shots. And I, and I, and I was thinking about this when they were casting their votes. I was like, if I'm the seer and Heather knows she's going home, if I get back to my seat and she doesn't play a shot in the dark, she must feel like she doesn't need a shot in the dark. So maybe I should play my idol. Now, again, I might be thinking too much about that. But that was my first thought. Like, if I'm the seer and the woman who clearly thinks she's going to go home is not risking it all to stay in the game, maybe she has a reason for holding on to it. And that is an interesting point that a lot of people, and including myself, have not thought about. Is, you know, maybe maybe Ricard thought, maybe um, Nasir thought that Heather, maybe somebody, maybe Nasir was thinking that someone behind the scenes was possibly convincing Heather that she had a shot of staying. So maybe Nasir did not expect her to use the shot in the dark, even though Nasir came up and straight up told her she was going home, which by the way, as a survivor player, never, ever do that. I don't know why. Nope. People, I don't know why people do that. It doesn't make any sense to do in any way. Um, so Nasir, I think that's an interesting point. If Heather did not use a shot in the dark, maybe you're saying, oh, well, like this would be the obvious situation to use a shot in the dark. Maybe I'll just use my idol just in case. Um, but I think maybe he would have thought, well, I'm kind of overthinking it. Maybe he'd be worried about overthinking it and then, you know, wasting the idol. So a lot of different scenarios could play into this, but I think you bring up a good point. And something that could come up later in the season is that if people expect somebody else to play in the shot in the dark, could it possibly send a red flag if they don't? definitely something that i never thought of with the shot in the dark and maybe even the seer never thought of it honestly because it is a new concept it is very in-depth it is very uh numbers oriented um so i think that's a great point that you bring up ryan that's why we do these podcasts is yeah exactly everyone, everyone has different viewpoints on things but th but that's th but i think you also brought up a really good point as well where you you clearly said and this is this is what happened earlier in the season when you're on a six-person tribe like risking your vote in a small group is very, very risky because that, that one vote could just completely ruin the plan. So I can totally agree with you that maybe it's just not the right move to play your shot in the dark at that point. And maybe the producers thoughts themselves, no one's going to use it in a small group. If it really ends at final six, like Ohio state fan is saying in the chat, then you can only use it at final eight, seven and six. So only three more chances. I'm wondering are we going to see it again this season? Was Sydney the only one to use it? And it's kind of like a dud twist or are we going to see someone else or multiple people will still use it? My guess is that the vote, I think that this is a twist to stay, especially if people aren't going to use it that often. Um, because if people aren't going to use it that often, it doesn't, it means that it's not overpowered, which is a good thing. You actually have to risk your vote to use it, which is a huge thing. You're risking, um, your vote for a one in six chance of saying it's like it, you have to be really screwed in order to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that we're, we may not see it again the rest of the season. I think it's a good point. Unless like everyone's teaming up on Xander, he no longer has the idol. He's down six to one in numbers and then he plays it. Like that's the only scenario you could see it in. I'm not really sure. Or maybe we see it from a Heather or Erica. I don't think we see it from any of the bigger players who like need to use their vote um, to execute a plan. Um, but I think that's why it's a twist to stay is because you actually have to think very heavily before using it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like 
like you said, the episodes have been really good lately, mainly because it's been, I mean, we, we've had advantages talked about, but it hasn't been overly advantage heavy. And I, I feel like as long as we can keep the strategy talk going with these very interesting people and the shot in the dark is something that's, that's talked about. I feel like you can keep this season going. I, I, I will say, and I think you, you would agree. And we keep saying it over and over again, a lot of good episodes this season with a really good cast. The only two episodes that I haven't liked is obviously the hourglass twist episode. Cause just, just cause there was no one voted out. It was a very obvious decision and it, and it just was way too powerful. And the other episode I, I don't think I liked was the one with when Brad went home, when like 20 minutes of the episode was about advantages and, and we just didn't get to see anybody else really. Other than that, I would say this has been a very good season in terms of like the episode by episode basis. Yeah, I think it's definitely improving. I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, and yeah, I think I think we're going to get a lot more great gameplay going. But yeah, let's go over some other events that happened in the episode. Obviously, this is mostly Tribal Council, and that's what we discussed for most of this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, early in the episode, I think that, you know, we have Deshaun and Shan who are in a heat, who are very heated about, you know, an argument. Post-Tribal Council, you know, the thing is still going between them where it's like a power struggle. Shan wants her way or the highway, and Deshaun was like, just listen to me, basically. Um I think that, you know, in this scenario, you know, this was like definitely a good five minutes of the episode where, you know, you saw this power struggle um, where it's like Deshaun's like, I could be looking for a new alliance. And then they kind of, you know, Shan is complaining about Deshaun. Like, why is he complaining to me about this? And then um, then they kind of work, try to work it out. But like uh, Deshaun is still going to other people like he wants to keep his options open. I think that in this scenario it is you know shan is kind of lacking a little bit of self-awareness here it's like if you continue to do this you're just kind of playing yourself up as a threat i can't believe that she's like today was really the first time where she kind of like let somebody else have it where she let ricard kind of do his own thing um but at the same time ricard was very stern with the way he said it he was like no we have to do this um and i think that shan knows that Ricard is somebody that would be willing to backstab her. Um, if in a, in a small a situation where the tribe is that small, where it could easily happen and there are two people waiting, she, I think, was a little worried that Ricard could pull a fast one on her if she was so reluctant to do his idea. So I think she kind of felt like she had to. Um, but this is something that she should be trying to do with you know someone like Deshaun. You cannot win Survivor by having it be your move every single time because then you're going to inevitably raise your threat level so much to the point where it's going to be impossible for you to, you know, escape and win the game. Um, So I, I do think Shan needs to kind of tone it back a little bit. Uh, we, Shan did get a little bit of a rough edit, and I think that she's in major trouble for next week because of that. Obviously, she has an idol, which can save her and can ultimately flip the game in her favor, favor again. But I do think that she is... Whereas it's almost like an opposite to the beginning of the season, whereas she seemed so dominant socially... Now I think she is in a little bit of trouble socially where her social game has not been as strong post-merge. Well, I think the inter- interesting thing that we've talked about a couple of times is the caliber of players. Now, obviously I can't speak to how production div- divided up Yase, Uwa, and Luvu. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have their, their own way of dividing up the tribes in an equal way. But again, if you're looking at the caliber of players, um, you have Brad, Jeannie, and JD with Shannon Ricard and Sarah. I, I, I do feel bad. For, I do feel bad for Sarah. Sarah maybe could have potential. I know she was one of the first ones out, but um, I think like you're saying, 
people are starting to push back against Shan now because, like you said, Dylan, there are stronger players left in the game. Like, clearly, no offense to them, they were amazing characters, just like Nasir. I love me some Brad, some Genie, and some JD. But like we saw, Shan was kind of running circles. Shan and Ricard were running circles around them. And I think it's important now, like like you keep saying, we see we saw a big vis- visibility spike for Ricard. We need to make sure that we're giving Ricard his dues as well, because Shan gets a lot of credit in the edits. And I think she is a great player, but Ricard deserves his dues as well. But um, yeah, we see them just run laps around JD, uh, Jeannie, and Brad. But now that you're getting to uh, Deshaun, you're getting to the Dannys, to the uh, to the to the Evies. Uh, and again, if we have to give a eulogy tonight to Evie and Nasir, like you said earlier, Nasir is amazing. He's entertaining. I would love to see him back. He's so fun, and he's just he's just just such a positive guy. And then Evie clearly was a power player in this game. They deserve a lot of credits. I think people are very big fans of Evie, and I think they should be proud of how they played the game. Um, but yeah, like you're like we're seeing here, even Ricard now is like Shan. Like you're, you're trying to do too much. Like now she's she's met with tougher competition. So this is what separates the good players from the great players. You can deal with stronger caliber of players and navigate them, as opposed. No offense to Boston Rob, navigating Redemption Island caliber of players. <laughs> right, right. These people are not going to just let Shan do what she wants. No, at this point, no. no. Yeah, and honestly, I, 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 I don't think. And it's funny because I think that a lot of people dislike Boston. There are people that dislike Boston Rob. I'm not going to say a lot of people because obviously he's one of the most popular players of all time. Um, but I think that the people who do dislike Boston Rob are the people who feel like he just kind of put it's his way or the highway. And ironically here, Shan is doing a very similar thing. I think that was not, you know, I think it's a very interesting comparison you had there um, where, you know, Shan kind of wants it to be always her way. And I think that, you know, as we've seen with Boston Rob, the last few times he's played Survivor, this is you know, or I should not say the last few times, last time he played for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's very problematic when you're playing with other good players and that's the thing. And you want it to be your way always. Um, obviously we saw Boston Rob, you know, he struggled in winners at war because of that. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and I'm curious to see how Shan could kind of maybe reverse this and tone it back a little bit to maybe adjust her game and, you know, kind of get back into the swing of things. Um, now, one thing that I also think was great here, was when er- when Heather and Nasir were arguing about the night's trial before. Nasir was like, you threw my name under the bus. And Heather was like, well, I didn't write your name down. Um, and then Nasir was like, well, then what do you tell everyone? Uh, Evie, what do you tell? <laughs> She's like, he's like, Evie, what do you tell? Um, wh- I- Evie, what did Heather tell you? at tribal the other night and evie was like oh that he that that uh that uh that she wants to vote out nasir <laughs> and i was like that was brilliant it's like evie like you're on the bottom you need any kind of hole and that was the perfect like opportunity for her so i i think that you know again like you said if we had to give a eulogy to evie this was like the perfect kind of way to like describe evie's game she was very socially tapped in very socially aware um incredibly good at the game and somebody mm-hmm. who i think honestly could be a lock to return to some point in the future she has you know somebody who has a big fan base um and somebody who i think deserves to get another shot especially because you know i don't want to say she got screwed tonight but you know obviously if it was a bigger if it was a bigger type tribe type thing where all 10 are going instead of five and five maybe she has a shot to stay tonight so um she does you know it doesn't help her that she ends up you know kind of getting swaps uh swap screwed here yeah i i would say that i i'm so glad you brought this up that heather and the seer 
um, relationship was so fun to watch. We saw it all the way up until Nasir got voted out where, you know, Nasir sees her kind of like a, a motherly figure in a way, uh, which is interesting because he himself is a parent. Um, but, you know, that, that was so much fun to watch where Nasir is like, Heather, can I talk to you? And he's like, and this was very interesting. And I, I got to give Heather credit where I'm so glad we're finally seeing more of her because she's clearly a very interesting player. Not saying that she's at the top of the pack, but she is way she deserved more screen time before the last few weeks for sure. Um, like she, she says, well, I didn't write your name down. He's like, okay, first of all, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you didn't write my name down. We, it's revealed that, you know, Xander did write his name down and good on Xander for just being like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying that I wrote his name down, but he's like, even if you are telling me the truth and you didn't write my name down, you, you campaigned to get me out. Evie confirmed it. And I overheard from others like Shan, you were saying boat Nasir. And I got to give Heather credit. She goes, saying your name and writing it down are two different things. And th that is very true. Because like Stephen and other people always say, the only way that you can establish trust with people is by putting pen to parchment and voting the way that you say that you're going to. So Heather technically didn't write Nasir's name down. And I think we, we, we've we learned from post-game interviews that Heather was probably trying to save Tiffany there because they were closer than we thought, as you pointed out last week. Um but she still did throw his name under the bus, which is still a big, a big detriment to their relationship. So that that was a very interesting conversation to see. Yeah, and I should say, you know, and we don't obviously we don't talk about Heather's being the focal point because she's not, and the edit shows that. But obviously, tonight is a huge win for Heather. Um, the fact that she she gets Nasir out, somebody that she wanted to get out and saw as a threat. So uh, good for her. Now, the other thing I want to talk about here, the only part of the challenge, uh, the. Uh, of the episode that we haven't spoke about is the challenge, which was a survivor classic. I believe this is the same challenge that Christian stood up there for five hours. Um, almost six, five, almost, almost six, six yeah. hours. So my thought, uh, what they clearly changed in this challenge, I think is I, I believe that with Christians, the was the foot parchment bigger. Um, oh, interesting. because how did, how did Christian and other people last up there for hours? But tonight it only lasted 30 minutes. Now, like you said, that could be due to a lack of food. Like mm -hmm. you said, that could play a big role. But I do think that they probably adjusted the challenge slightly. And we don't know how. But they probably adjusted the challenge slightly so that it it doesn't take five hours. Even though I would have loved to see a challenge last five hours. But maybe they didn't think that with, with the amount of food or lack of food they were getting. Maybe they thought the bodies could possibly like shut down or something. You know, something mm -hmm. medical about that. But thought that it was a phenomenal challenge. The face-off between Xander and Deshaun was phenomenal. Uh, mm -hmm. Credit to Xander for winning that, and also credit for Erica for winning her side. This is not an easy challenge. I don't think I would last long. And I'm also kind of wondering, um, and we didn't speak about this with Danny, I'm curious if Danny is, because I don't know if you realized it tonight, but Danny kind of seemed like he was completely strong and then kind of just fell off out of nowhere. I'm almost curious if Danny is not giving it 100% in the mm. challenges to to keep his threat level low now we've seen him say in previous part that it's you know his like values are to always go 100 because he's a former athlete but yeah. you know when it gets to individual immunity and not team immunity i think things are a little bit different i would not be surprised if he is maybe going 100 percent, but not going 110 <laughs> percent um <laughs> like not not gonna like like if he knows that there's a challenge he can't win maybe he's just dropping out um, kind of early to like make it seem like he's worse at the challenges. I'm kind of curious. That'd be something that I would want to ask him after the game if I were to ask him questions. Um, because he hasn't seen a lot of success in the few individual immunity challenges so far. Obviously, the feet thing. Um, that's not something that we would think he'd be good at. Um, but something like this. Um, 
I'm kind of surprised that Xander and Deshaun were able to outlast him. So I'm kind of curious to see um, if maybe he is, maybe he's struggling from the lack of food more than other people. Cause he maybe needs more calories um, or maybe he's just, you know, pulling a Tony and kind of just trying to lower his threat level a little bit. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. I, um, I would love to hear his thoughts about whether, like you said, he, he, he's trying his best, but maybe not as much as he really, really could. That challenge to me is one where like a lot of endurance challenges we see in Survivor and Big Brother, it does favor smaller people. Like the, the less body mass you have, the easier it is to hold yourself up. And Danny is obviously a very tall guy. He uh, He's built. So I, I guarantee you, yeah, he looks solid. He probably was hurting a, a lot there. Like if you told me to like, like uh, Vegas, like say Ryan, pick one from each group who's winning this challenge, I would not have bet Danny. I, I probably would have bet Evie, honestly, so I was surprised that Evie dropped first. I would have bet Evie in blue, yellow. I know Erica won. I actually was. I actually thought Ricard would have won, and I actually thought that that thought was very interesting. How Ricard and Nasir say to each other, "I'm not dropping. I can stay up here for the next two hours," and, and they both drop. And Erica wins. So <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I thought it was very interesting, and I, I would be curious to know if Danny really um fell off there because it was just a lot to hold up or he was like you know i don't need to win this one um there's two more things i wanted to cover in this episode before we take questions uh one is more small and one is a bit bigger number one don i cannot believe how upfront and blatant people are being this season so so i i guess it kind of ties into both my points but it just boggled my my mind that we saw tonight not only did liana say to xander would you mind giving me your idol so I know that you won't play it? I'm like, there's no way Xander's going to give you his idol to hold on to. That, that's was, not, that was an absurd move by Leon. Like, wait, wait, we, we can go more into it. That, that's that was an one. absurd move. Number two, I cannot believe that um, that uh, Heather and Erica tried to say to Nasir, would you consider playing it on playing your idol on Heather? And he's like, no, I'm not going to play. To me, like. And again, this also goes back to like the whole JD and Shan thing where JD gave Shan his advantage twice. And I think Jeff said this at Tribal. People this season seem to be very open with things, which is, as old school fans like you and I are, this is baffling to me how people are not only very open with what they have, they're going to straight up say, can I have have this to hold on to it? Or can you play it on this person? And they're like, "That no, that doesn't benefit me in any way. Yeah. Um. I was actually going to bring up... Um the exact thing you said uh, so jeff said it jeff said at tribal he's like as ryan uh, still deals with his uh, nosebleed here i'm working through uh, it i'm working through it uh, um, we're all good um yeah so look look we you could say that uh ryan ryan is basically playing survivor right now on the uh, he's fighting for individual immunity with his the nosebleed, nosebleed of the monster yeah, yeah uh but uh anyway um what i was gonna say is jeff at tribal goes well why are so many people so upfront with their advantages this year and honestly, I was felt like saying, Jeff, you're the one who made everyone announce that they had an idol at, at, at the at the challenge. You made everybody yell a weird phrase to the point that it brought up a red flag and to the point where they all needed to know that each other had idols. And now everyone knows about the idols. So, Jeff, if you don't want people to if you want the idol place to be more shocking, then just get rid of this twist. And I honestly think that, that for 42, we may not see something like this because I don't think Jeff is happy that everyone's so upfront about idols because it's better TV when people are surprised about idol plays and not as good TV when people are just know that an idol play is coming. So my advice to Jeff and production would be, well, if you didn't want this to happen, why did you have everybody announce that they had an idol? Why did you make it a requirement basically? Um, 
So that's what I'm going to say about that. Now, in terms of Liana, insane move to even think that Xander was going to consider that. I guess you may as well try if you think you're going home. So <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. So, so yeah, so, so that was just very interesting things that I saw in the season. And I'm glad Jeff brought it up. And I'd be curious to know. And, and again, Shannon Nasir, like you said, Shannon and Nasir were like, well, it was pretty obvious, Jeff. You were making us say these really weird phrases like goats on AstroTurf and butterflies and broccoli. So like they they kind of felt forced in a way to kind of be very open with it. But I would be curious to know if next season, Jeff wants to put the kibosh on it and says, guys, don't do not reveal your advantages a lot, or even more so what I think we're, what we're going to see is in season 43, because season 43, I don't think has aired yet. Um, season 43, people that are watching like you and I are going to say, do you see how these people are screwing up? Like Xander's saying too much, like Shan saying too much, like I, people are not going to want to be as forthcoming next season i think the other the only other evidence that i might have or other theory that i might have is because of the whole quarantine thing and because these people were going to go out to film they got held back then they then finally after a long time they said all right you're gonna go play now some of these people were alternates tiffany got called 24 hours before she went on the show i'm wondering if because of the circumstances people were like all bottled up to play and now that they got to play, they're like, I have to just go in guns blazing. That's my only other theory about why people are just so open is because they're they're shot out of the cannon at this point. Yeah, I, I think that that could be a scenario. I also just think that, like, based on the way that the idols were kind of forced amongst people, it, like the way that they were designed, it's kind of just forced that, like, everybody knows and that they have to do it. So I think, it, you know, it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. And speaking of being blatant, the last thing that I have before questions, unless you have anything else. Speaking of being blatant, I so we have basically the core five of Danny, Deshaun, Liana, and Shan, and now Ricard is lumped into that too. And then you have the five outsiders of Evie, Xander, Nasir, Erica, and Heather are the are the outsiders. And um I could not believe. Mm-hmm. hello i guess i guess i'm back um i think i'm back uh dylan are you there i can try to let you back in all right i'm back can you hear me i can hear you uh we all, all good? right yeah so we're switched we're switched my bad i just got thrown out right real quickly here um my mm-hmm. bad so just because that our names are switched around here, I'm just going to do a switch quickly. All right, we're good. All right, we're back. We're back. Keep going. Keep saying what you were saying. My bad on that. I just, another tab like randomly came up and I got thrown out. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah. I, I also was block, blocking someone in the chat as well. Uh, what I was saying was you have the, the core five and then you have the outsiders of Evie and Xander, Heather and Erica and the Seer. And, but we saw from the episode, Dylan, that Deshaun is like, this is a fractured five. This is not a core five that's going to stick together. This is me and Shan wanting to maybe get rid of each other. I don't trust her. She doesn't trust me. Um, they're a fractured five. And we and the thing that just blew my mind was going back to my whole blatant point. The five of them just get up in front of Erica and Xander and say, hey, guys, let's, let's have a talk. And they walk like 20 feet away and they just plop down and start talking strategy. I'm like. Again, you're being so obvious with this. Like you're clearly going to communicate to those on the bottom to rise up and work together. Now, the interesting ending of the story is that we lost two outsiders tonight in the Seer and Evie. So the five are still together: um, Danny, Deshaun, Liana, Shannon, Ricard. 
but it's a very fractured five. So like people were saying in the chat, are we going to see the five take a shot at each other next week? Or is this a whole misdirect and we're going to lose either Xander or Erica or Heather next week? I th- So I think that Shan keeps getting the edit to make me think that she's overplaying. And I think mm-hmm. that it's gonna, it, it is going to come back and bite her. My guess is at some point the uh, it's only a matter of time when I think that that it could be possible that we see a five three form against Ricard, Shan, and Liana. Um, so I'm curious to see if that happens or if that doesn't. It's going to completely depend on whether Danny and on what Danny and Deshaun do and how they plan about you know going all about this. Um, but yeah, let's get into questions. Yeah. Um, apologize for the technical issues to everybody watching that that happened. Uh, it happens to the best of us. Uh, but yeah, while Ryan gets the questions up here, wanted to remind everybody to like this video if you're watching right now. Like it if you're you know what you know like it if you're watching later, not live. But like the video it really helps us out. Subscribe to this channel if you aren't already. Uh, we are growing week by week, and we love to see it. Mm-hmm. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Give us a five star rating and review, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify. Link is in the description below. And let's get to questions. Yeah. So before we get to questions, this is a comment that I wanted to address as well because I saw Lightning Blitz a couple times say this. Uh, we were saying earlier in the podcast that we think it was the right move for Shan to get rid of Nasir because Nasir can get more powerful as time goes on. Lightning Blitz has the opposite thought where they think that by voting out Nasir, you basically make him play his idol, which would flush his idol and he would still be in the game. And I think they say later in the chat that um, voting out an ally is not good move for Shan. So I guess Light- Lightning's point is that we see from the edit Nasir seemed to want to work with Shan. Nasir and Shan seemed to have a good relationship. They didn't seem to argue that much because Nasir is very easygoing. And I guess Lightning's point is that, yeah, Nasir can get powerful, but Nasir is not going to gun for you. He's not going to gun for Shan and Ricard. Now, my only counterpoint to Lightning's idea, because I do think it's a really good point, is that maybe Shan and Ricard are thinking to themselves, yeah, but Danny and Deshaun could use Nasir as a number. Although I guess, I guess to be fair, Danny and Deshaun actually maybe wanted to split the votes with Nasir. So I'm wondering, Dylan, maybe you have a, a more clear thought than I do. I'm wondering like, did they get rid of Nasir simply because he's a threat with his idol or because if there's going to be a civil war between Shannon and Deshaun or even Shannon Ricard, maybe Shan was thinking that Nasir will like, I, I could lose Nasir in this war. Like, like, what do you think about all this? My thought was that it was an okay move from Shan because I think that they they could have they probably saw at least Ricard probably saw Nasir as a wild card. Mm-hmm. So even he could be you know just trying to make it seem like he has to stay with them because they're only down to five on this tribe. Um, in with the way the split was, and mm-hmm. he could possibly once they merge back, he could go back with Luvu and then try and vote them out. So I think that they kind of saw him as. You know, whereas, whereas, you know, lightning, uh, what, what was the name? Um, lightning Light- blitz, lightning blitz says that they think it'd be okay to keep Nasir in the game as long as you flush the idol. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Nasir is like a Heather where she, once he's powerless, she's not really a threat. I think Nasir would be a threat, um, even if he didn't have, um, the idol because one, he could win challenges, and two, he is a wild card he could work with anybody he could change mm-hmm. his mind anytime and you don't want those people in the game especially as numbers go down 
Yeah, no, I, th- I think that makes sense. Actually, it, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see um, n- not only Evie's but Nasir's post game interview because maybe that will shed a little bit of light on this. Um, Ohio State fan asks, uh, did Ricard not want Shan to have too many advantages with the idol and the extra votes? If he convinced Shan to waste the extra votes and getting what he wanted to get rid of Nasir, that is genius by him. So I think this is kind of going to what you said earlier, Dylan, where you said. Shan has been getting her way this most of this game, and Ricard's finally putting his foot down and saying, "Like, look, like I like we have to do this to get rid of Nasir. Do this with the split votes." I'm wondering, uh, to Ohio State's point, if Ricard was like, "Look, I want to get rid of Nasir, but I'm gonna also waste her extra votes." That was, I think, a smart move on his part. I'd be really interested to see either from interviews or even confessionals in the game if he was thinking along those lines. Yeah, this is my initial thought. Before I did the numbers, I was like, Ricard just wants to flush Shan's extra vote. Um, I think that it could have just been, you know, kind of killing two birds with two birds with one stone. Is like this could give you insurance and you could flush it. So I think that it definitely crossed his mind that he didn't want Shan having that much power. Cause ultimately we know that Shan is gonna want to blindside Ricard, and we know that Ricard is gonna want to blindside Shan. They're not gonna go to the end together, at least I don't think. Um, so in that case, I'm like well, if you're Ricard, you want to eliminate one of the possible ways that Shan could get you out later in the game. So I think that Shan, Mm -hmm. I think that Ricard definitely wanted to flush that extra vote, even though it actually played a purpose here. Yeah. So we have a few more questions here. I think we only have like uh, one or two more. Um, Let's see here. Um, Ohio State also asks us, um, what are your each of your guys' final threes and winner predictions? I think Ricard, Shannon, Liana will outlast the rest of them with being the final three, and Ricard will be the sole survivor. So this is a fun game to play now that we're at the final eights. We lost two people tonight, so now we've really entered into the end game stretch once we get to final eights. I guess you can argue once you get the final six, maybe. But so Dylan, I can go first if you want, and we can give our final three and winner predictions. Um, this is very, very interesting. I feel like and again, I want to give my best guess based on the moves that I'm seeing, but not trying to read too much into the edit, even though the edit's very hard not to read. It's tough. I, I definitely would, will agree that I think Liana, I can put in there. She's getting a lot of confessionals, and she clearly has a big dislike for Xander. I'm wondering if that storyline is going to pay off where she either gets rid of Xander or Xander goes, and she's like, well, Xander went, and people are like, yeah, but that wasn't your move. So... I feel like Liana, whether she gets the credit or not, and whatever happens with Xander, I would put Liana in my final three. I think I could see her getting there, but maybe losing and being a losing final three uh, person. So I'll say Liana is going to make it to final three. I'm going to say either Shan or Ricard. I don't think Shan and Ricard both get there, given what I'm seeing. So either Shan or Ricard. So I know that's cheating, but Shan or Ricard plus Liana. And if I had to pick another person, I want it to be Danny. I really want it to be Danny. For some reason, my gut is saying Deshaun. So I'll say Deshaun, Ricard slash Shan and Liana, but I would love to see Danny in there. So I think that there's a lot of different ways, obviously, this could go. Um, I think that a lot of the final three is actually going to depend on whether or not these people see Erica and Heather as goats, people to bring that they could bring with them to the final three, mm-hmm. or they see them as people that could potentially steal a spot, steal a spot for me in the final. Exactly. Three. Because if they see them as 
people that could steal a spot for me in the final three, then they're then it's going to be then they're going to vote them out sooner than we think, and then it's going to be really like you're going to have probably three really really good players sitting at the end. Um, not to say that Erica is, is not playing a good game. We're not really seeing a lot of her, um, but. I, I think that if they see them as people that they could bring with them, I ultimately think that we're going to see the lines in the sand drawn next week. Cause we're going to have it, you know, put together where the whole tribe's together again. I think personally that I I've had for a while. I think Deshaun will get there. Um, and I honestly am starting to think that Danny's going to come with him at this point. Um, I love it, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I think that my guess is that we probably have a Danny Deshaun and then, whichever one does not get picked off of the three on the opposing side. So either Liana, Shanna, or Card. I know, I know that's like a big, big range, but I guess if I had to guess one of them not to get picked, I think, um, I think if that three could maybe get Danny and Deshaun to vote with them a few more times, then it's more likely that those three could all sit together at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, the question, but I think, Right now, I think because Deshaun and Danny are in the best spot, I'm going to guess that both of them get there and either bring in a Luvu with them or I'm going to guess Liana would be the one to get there. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I had to say right now. Um, I, I'm thinking that they've kind of had uh, Ricard painted out as like a villain this whole season. They've kind of like been like hinting at that. My guess is if they're kind of setting up Ricard to possibly make a big move soon and blindside Shan maybe even, um, and then maybe he gains threat level and gets voted out like right near the end probably. Um, and now the one name that you'll probably realize we haven't mentioned is Xander. I think that Xander is, yeah, he, he Xander, I would love to see get to the end. I think he ultimately could hit a Christian type point where he's such a threat that this, as soon as he doesn't win immunity and doesn't have the idol, it's, it's over for him. Yeah. No, listen, I, I think that Xander, again, we have to remember Jeff said it today. Like, like Xander's like, I've been thinking about this since I'm a young, uh, since I was a boy watching the show. And then Jeff's like, yeah, you're still a young man. You're, you're 20 years old. He's, he's still, he's younger than us. So like, I have to give him credits. Like kind of like the, kind of like a Michael Yerger in ghost Island. I have to give Xander so much credit for being young, 20 years old and being a big threat in this game. He's playing very hard. You know, obviously we can point to him making some mistakes earlier on with being too, you know, forthcoming with his information, like, and, and Tiffany, kind of caught him in some lies but you have to give him a lot of credit and i think that xander is playing very hard and i think he's a good player unfortunately like yours we're saying we're coming up with all these different final three scenarios i'm gonna knock on wood but i think that xander is maybe the only person that can't make the final three i just think like you said with christian whether it's next week or final seven or final six i just think it's gonna get to a point where people are like xander has to go because if we let him get there he's gonna he's in a sweep so he, we have to get rid of him so i think xander won't make it I think if he gets there, he could easily win. But I just feel like they're going to realize he's way too big of a threat. And I've seen a lot of people compare Xander to Malcolm. I think the comparison gets more and more legit every single week. Okay. So the last question we have in the chat, actually, I'm going to pull up two questions because they go hands in hand. So it talks about next week's preview, which is a good place to end off before we call it a night. Um, Hokey Survivor fan says, it looks like Ricard and Deshaun are the targets next week. What side do you think Heather, Erica, and Xander will go to? And on top of this, still an Ohio State fan pipes in and says, I think the preview is making it look like Ricard and Deshaun are the targets. So these are conflicting comments, but the previews are meant to mislead the audience. And I think it's going to be one of the outsiders of Erica, Heather, and Xander going next. So I guess I'll throw it to you first. Uh, A, do you think that the preview is legit and either Ricard, Shan, or Deshaun, one of those three in the Civil War is going to go? 
or do you think that uh, Heather, Erica, and Xander as the outsiders are going to go? It, it's tough to say. I think Xander's safe for at least another episode because as soon as as soon as he doesn't have immunity, he's going to play the idol. Um, okay. Xander has been almost spot on perfect with like every decision he's made. He can read the room really well. I don't think he's going to be the type to go home with an idol in his pocket. So uh, in that case, I don't think Xander is going to go home. I could see that. I could see Erica or Heather going home next. Um, we did see a lot of Heather tonight. I know it was because her name was mainly in the shopping block, but I'm starting to think that we've seen enough Heather to the point where it's possible she can go home any episode now instead of like, like we haven't seen her. She's not going home anytime soon. Um, she actually did get a lot of screen time tonight. So I think would not be surprised if her episode is coming soon. Um, at the same time, I actually think, and again, I keep predicting this too early, and I don't know if it's going to happen next week. I could really see Danny and Deshaun making the flip next week and having five versus three. And as long as they, as long as they put their votes on the right person, then it could possibly get Shan to not only flush her idol, but somebody else to also go home. Um, on that side, meaning one of Ricard, Shan, or Liana. I don't think it's going to be Ricard because I think he's downplayed his threat level. I would not be surprised if they maybe blindside Liana and try to make ever and try to make um, Shan player idol, but get out Liana. This way, you're kind of getting out one of Liana's, uh, one of Shan's people at the same time. Um, you're getting Shan to flush the idol. That's what I would do if I were them. So I think we could see one of them go home next time, but. Honestly, I, I think that the season's doing a really good job of kind of making things all over the place. So I don't really know what's going to happen. Sorry, just responding to something in the chat. Um, anyway, what I was trying to answer you to answer your question. Um, uh, uh, let's see what we're saying. Oh yeah, so I definitely agree with your first points. Xander has been pretty good with his reads. Like he was pretty good at saying to Evie, "You're going to be safe." When uh, Sydney went home. And when Ricard was like, play it, play it, play it. Xander's like, I'm not going to play it. I'm not in danger tonight. So I think you're right. Xander is somebody who, if he wins immunity next week, he's safe. If he doesn't win immunity, I think he will play his idol. So I don't, unless something, unless he has a complete wrong read here, I think Xander is guaranteed to make final seven. I think he's safe next week. That, so then going back to Hokie and Ohio State's question, I want to say... Heather's safe for now. I could see Erica maybe getting clipped next week. The only other thought that I have here, and this was so weird. Like you would think they want to get rid of Shan. Like Shan has to go. We see in both the preview and also in tonight's episode, people want to go after Shan's allies to weaken Shan. We see on that tribe, Evie and, and Xander are like, if we clip Liana, that weaken Shan. And then in the preview next week, Deshaun or Danny is like, if we get rid of her card, that also weakens Shan. So I'm almost wondering if people want to get rid of Shan or are people like, we, we can save Shan for another week, but we can get, we can clip her wings and we can get rid of one of her allies. So if I had to make an official prediction, if it's an outsider, it's Erica, it's not going to be Xander or Heather. So it's going to be Erica. If it's one of the core five, I, th I think Liana's making final three. I think it's going to be it could be Shannon Ricard. I don't think Danny or Deshaun are going to leave yet. And I don't think it's Liana. I, it's going to be, I, I think, Shannon Ricard or Erica, if I had to pick two out of those three. It could be Shan and, uh, Shannon or Erica. Uh, again, I think the edit's doing a great job of making us have no idea. Because, exactly. Because 
I personally, last week, I was like, well, yeah, Ricard's playing a great game. I don't really think he's a threat to win. Now it's like one episode changes everything. Um, now I think Ricard's a major threat to win based on his episode tonight. Um, and the th- same thing could happen with somebody else next week is like Danny could have a huge episode next week. And all of a sudden I could say, well, maybe Danny's, you know, Danny, again, I've hyped up Danny's game enough, but Danny's kind of playing the record game that they haven't exactly shown us. Like they showed us record tonight. Really what he was thinking yeah. that same thing could happen with Danny next week. And then we become more unsure. Mm-hmm. So it's doing a really great job. I just want to throw that out there. Um, who knows what could happen? I'm excited to see it. Um, yeah. And yeah, we um, do we have any more questions in the chat? No more questions in the chat, but I think there's one more thing that we have to say before we uh, we do our closing remarks. Uh, our plans for next week or, or yeah. what might happen next week. Yeah, so the episode is on Wednesday night, which is the night before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Obviously, that's a very busy time for a lot of different people. Um, so we will like uh, we will not be podcasting next Wednesday night um, after the episode. Uh, I have a feeling that a lot of people will not be watching that live. Um, so we are not, and and we probably will not be watching it live either unless something changes. So we will not be podcasting uh, right after the episode next week. So what we will try to do is we will try to have something out by Black Friday or yeah. maybe something out by the weekend. We will definitely get something out to talk about the episode next week, even if it's like a superlatives combined with a recap. Um, we haven't done superlatives in a while, um, but maybe we get something out that weekend to talk about it, but excited to see what happens. Um, once again, um, if there are any guests that you want us to have on, be sure to drop them in the comments. If there's any thoughts you have on the episode, be sure to drop us, drop it in the comments. And once again, like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already follow us on social media at soul survivor pod, um, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, any other place you listen. And yeah, yeah I was going to say Dylan says this every week, uh, about the soul survivor pod on Twitter, but especially next week with thanksgiving just keep your eyes on our social media sites on twitter and instagram when once we know our um recording date we'll let you know uh just keep in mind maybe it'll be friday just put that in your calendars for now maybe friday uh black friday after thanksgiving but we will keep you all updated uh when we're going to cover episode 10 um and yeah dylan this was a fun episode i'm looking forward to recording with you next week i'm I'm very upset. I missed the opportunity to to make a medical uh, reference with my with my nosebleed. I, I we, the only medical emergency we've ever had on the show, and I missed my chance to be like medical, get in, <laughs> and I, I botched it. But you know what? It's all good. I'm feeling a little bit better now. Um, but always fun recording with you. And as we always say, we have nothing else for you. So grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night. <laughs>